Hey y'all, this is Kwa, and this is my new podcast, The Moody Mom, and I got Footy here with me. What's up, what's up? So this is the first episode, and you know, this was born out of a, out of a deep place. But anyway, we're going to get right into it. Um, the Moody Mom is the new podcast. We on some new stuff. I'm in a new place in my life. Um, I feel good. I'm ready to share. I'm excited. I'm ready to connect. And I'm ready to just create a space for mothers to just be validated, highlighted, respected, and put on a pedestal. That's what this is. So, what up, 40? It's popping. So, I only got one question. What's the one question? The one question I have is, when did you realize you was a moody mom and uh, not a perfect mom? Uh, That's too deep. Uh, when did you realize you was a moody mom? When did I realize that I was a moody mom? I think it was like a month ago. For real? <laughs> okay, I knew I was moody. I, knew, I started to... Okay. First, bef- I thought I was crazy. Um, like, yeah, like, I have a lot of, like, highs and lows with, like, my emotions, um, and they come out of nowhere and they fluctuate. I'm an empath, like, you know, so I'm able to absorb energy. Being around different people changes my moods. Um, my environment changes my moods. So, basically, the last seven to eight months, i just really been paying attention to, like, how I feel and feeling my way through. Book coming soon. Book coming soon, <laughs> feeling my way through. Um, but yeah, like I just been kind of like keeping patterns and just keeping track of when I feel good, when I don't, and you know, not trying to control the moves, but just feel it. And I think that I became aware of me being a moody mom maybe like seven to eight months ago, but I think I finally accepted it, I would say probably a month ago. It took some time because I tried to fight it before I. I tried to fight it and resist it before I really accepted it. And um, and when I say moody, like, I just say, like, yeah, people who, um, you know, have mental health stuff going on. Like, you know, I personally, you know, I have anxiety. I'm, I'm an overthinker. I live in my head. So, you know, and I'm a control freak. And motherhood and parenting is like not something that you can always control it's always changing kids are always changing their needs are always changing so you know I had to basically learn how to adjust and be flexible whereas I'm really fixed in a lot of areas so whenever things did not go my way I would start getting into these moods and start feeling bad about myself and being hard on myself and critical of myself because I wasn't living up to the standard that was in my head and um that was i think that was hard for me to accept is that what made you resist it or resist like i'm a moody mom i think i resisted it because i grew up or or believed that like emotions and like you know that stigma with women and us being emotional and us never being able to do anything or not having control of our emotions so we can't be this and we can't be that and so i always wanted to feel like i had my emotions in control And motherhood basically showed me, like, sometimes I'm going to lose my shit. (laughs) Basically, that's what motherhood exposed to me. And so, instead of feeling bad about the different moods and the different changes in my feelings and emotions and not letting it 
drive my decisions um yeah like creating a space to feel my way through them and you know one day I might feel good about motherhood and another day I might feel like I'm fucking failing or you know one day you know so you know just being who I am and and knowing that every feeling whether good or bad um means something and it's and it's telling you something like it's important and all the feelings are important Cause how do you think society like portrays motherhood or like being the mom? I feel like it should be like you should be superwoman, and I feel like it's not like that every day. Like you said, it, it fluctuates. It fluctuates. Um, some days I feel like superwoman. Some days I feel like I don't need like as long as my kids survive this day. <laughs> go to sleep. Then I, then, exactly. Go to sleep. Then I'm good. But I feel like society definitely puts a lot of pressure on moms. I feel like society, um, you know, they like we're in a different time now so now we're in the woman who can do it all like you know women are independent they're in relationships you know they're being able they, you know they want to balance having a career they want to balance motherhood and so it's this expectation on us that you know this is what you guys wanted you guys wanted equal rights you guys wanted to work you guys wanted to do this you should be able to do it all this is what you wanted but in a sense taking care of children and raising babies isn't is a job it's a full-time job it never ends and it never stops so me having this full-time job of raising my kids and having this full-time job of having my career not to mention household responsibilities that's a whole nother like you know so I just feel like there's definitely a high expectation on women moms um in particular to do it all and to not complain about it and to be okay with it and um because of that I feel like I developed a lot of resentment um because I felt like I couldn't not like what I did because I chose to have children or I wanted this family, I prayed for this family, I, you know, I prayed for these babies or whatever, whatever. So it made me feel shame about how I was feeling struggling in motherhood because it's like, this is what you asked for. You need to tough it out. So I was being hard on myself. Did you ever have like an outlet for being a mom? Like when you first became a mom, like did you have people you could reach out to that are like willing to help or like what you're going through is like understandable, like it's okay? So I feel like my situation, um, like in the beginning I did um but like I feel like I didn't really have like many friends that were moms like I knew of associates but I didn't have anyone that I felt comfortable enough in to confide in about insecurities or you know things that were like areas that I needed help in and you know I'm I'm I even with motherhood like even asking for help you know that was a step that was something that I had to learn so I definitely feel like I'm better with getting help now because I'm better at asking for help, if that makes sense. So you say you're better at asking for help with just motherhood or just like things like advice? Or? I think... I'm going to watch the kids. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I'm more vulnerable and open um, with me needing help and me needing a break. Um, it took me a while to get there because I just assumed like everyone was so happy for me. Oh my God, you're having twins. Da, 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 da. And I just thought that I was going to have a lot more support um, without having to ask for the support. And people have lives. We're in a pandemic. Like, you know, I got pregnant with twins in the middle of a pandemic. And, you know, a lot of people that I thought were going to be there, they wasn't showing up. And like, you know, I became resentful. And I realized, though, that I had to play a part in it because you can't expect people to help you or be there for you if they don't know that you're going through it. So I had to do my part in, you know, being vocal about struggling and and where I was.
So I feel like your support and, you know, for people who don't have support or feel like they don't have support, um, try, reach out. And it's diff- And even I've realized that it's asking for support and receiving support is two different things, too. Right, right. So, like, people could say, oh, no, you, I'll take support and help with this, but no, I don't trust nobody to help me do this. Right. So it's just like, you know, people can help you in the best way they can, and you kind of just got to be open with it. And it's teaching me that, like, you know... When I spoke up, my need just started started getting met, and that's pretty much what it is. Mm-hmm. You feel like you couldn't speak up before, or you were just trying to do everything yourself because, like, of this expectation you may have had or society had of. You I think being I was trying to do everything on myself. I think I felt like I should do it all um, on my own. Like I felt like you know, like I should be able to handle everything, and like you know, it makes me think about that quote: "It takes a village," because you know, not even knowing like yeah that's what they say and like that was a quote that was back in the day and like people helped each other and now it's just like society has this has this setup where it's like you need to be good on your own like you know like you should be able to take care of yourself and da 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 and it's like I feel like that that makes people feel bad about when they do need help and it makes people feel bad about when they are struggling because of the pressure that you should be able to do this you should be able to do that and just this hyper independence Sense. So, like, what does your moodiest day look like, me and the mom? I find that, like, when I feel the most irritated is when um, I'm, like, overstimulated. So, right now, I'm currently still working. I'm in the process of leaving my job to focus on the kids full-time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, days where I'm meeting clients all day and I'm interacting with clients and then... You know, I have to come home and do, not necessarily come home because I work from home, but, um, you know, I'm home and then my kids come home and then, you know, I have to be stimulated by then. And that's literally when I started to realize, like, that I'm very highly sensitive. And it's like, you know, like, it's something I've learned called touched out. And like, (laughs) what's touched out? Touched out, like, you know, like, you're not tapped in? (laughs) Yeah. Like, I feel like I've been interacting with like people and giving all day. So when it's time to come home and my kids want to run and touch and, you know, want more of me, like, I'm irritated because I've been doing that all day. And it's feel like that's not fair for my kids. Um, I should give the most of my energy to them first. And instead of whatever I have left, given to them and then feeling like I have to spread it thin because I don't have much right you know energy yeah. energy so I just feel like my moodiest days is like you know where I feel the worst is like where I'm irritable I'm short like I'm rushing the kids that kind of thing like you know I don't feel good on those days um and it's hard to like push through it's hard to push through what makes the moodiest days the easiest? Is it having a partner that is there to support you? Definitely. Having a balance? Definitely. Um, I have a very supportive partner, and he supports me emotional-wise, like, a lot. He's very educated into in, like, about mental health and postpartum, just all of that stuff. And he definitely makes me feel validated with my emotions, with me being overwhelmed. He definitely tries to alleviate that a lot in whatever way he can. Um, my man is a truck driver, so he's gone for a certain amount of days. And, you know, when he is home, he's sleeping. So I'm pretty much holding it down by myself. And, you know, in the beginning, like, 
I'm like I already said from the beginning, I'm already an anxious person. I'm already a planner. I'm already a person that likes shit in order. So I'm with three kids by myself and shit is in order. So like me navigating um, those days, like um, in the beginning, it was so hard for me. And like by day three, like I would be so pissed off and like so because he works three days in a row um, and then he's off for some days. So I would be like really like upset and um you know from not having a break from being overstimulated and from just being talked out touched out filled out cried out <laughs> fed out like you know like i've been taking care of kids non-stop by myself um and even though they go to daycare but it's like you know that nighttime routine that morning routine getting three young kids out by yourself you know in the daytime like you know in the morning time getting them to school on time like with the pressure with that um I even talked to you personally about this, but, you know, a couple months ago, I went to my son's um, conference and, you know, like the teacher was just telling me how he was doing so good and he's changed and grown so much since the beginning of the school year. And all I could focus on was the fact that my kid had 19 tardies (laughs) and (laughs) like I couldn't hear nothing or see nothing else that she was saying, but just highlighting on what I did wrong Mm -hmm. and like with that like I even spoke to my man about it and like he's like yo like he's doing good like he got good grades he's this like who cares about what time he get there and like you know with me it's like I'm a bad mom I'm not getting my son on time to school but so I think that I'm being super hard on myself and I'm grateful to have people around me that help me alleviate that and let me know that I am doing the best that I can and regardless I'm doing a good job you are doing a great job. Thank you. You should be my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Mother Kwa. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like... Uh, do you feel like now that being a mom, you might maybe understand your mom more? Nah. 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 So I know the story. Um, so... Is there similarities or the differences between, like, maybe how you pampers your mom parent or, like, things you're doing that you wish she would have done, maybe? Um, I'm definitely doing things that I wish my mom would have done. But I'm also very much my mother's child. And I think becoming a mom has made me face that reality. And um, at first, yeah, like, I didn't like it. My mom was a moody mom. <laughs> and... But my mom did not have access to the resources that I have access to, to support mental health. My mom didn't have education about postpartum depression back then. My mom didn't have, like, you know, education on support groups, podcasting, talk healing, black people in therapy, that kind of stuff. So I feel like um, definitely me and my mom have had, like, some of the same struggles. We both have Scorpio placements, y'all. I'm into the horoscopes and all, you know, the Zodiac and all that kind of stuff. So, like, I pay attention to that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, we both have Scorpio placements. And, and you know, like, with that, you could carry your emotions very deeply. You feel things very deeply. So, my mom definitely struggled through her own mental health stuff. But she was a mom in a time that said you don't have time to... Yeah. sit and cry about it you got to get up over the head yes so the back, exactly <laughs> so my mom still pushed forward because she had to she still was focused on providing for me she was still focused on making sure like we had what we needed so i feel like i have an advantage and i have a um you know just yeah i have the resources i have the support 
to get information and education that's how I knew that I was going through something like I have my background in in mental health like I've been a nurse for over 10 years and you know I was pursuing a degree in social work I'm no longer pursuing a degree in social work um but like you know I was two classes away from finishing in that degree and I learned just so much about resources and support and mental health and I really feel like that is why I feel like God Put, made me go through that education right before I got pregnant with my twins for that very reason because the people that I was learning in school how to take care of I ended up being those people and I was able to give myself resources and support to survive so even though I'm not pursuing a degree in social work I definitely utilize my social work skills we're working socially right now you know so it's just yeah I've learned that the things that I'm passionate about, I don't always have to go get a certification or degree in it. <laughs> if that makes sense. We're going to add it on the list, though. We're adding it on the list. I'm going to finish up my degree, y'all. I just don't, you know, it's coming, right. it's coming. I just now, I'm not around for no internship. I got too many kids <laughs> to be doing work like that for free. I'm not there no more, y'all. So how do you want to help all the moody moms out there? The ones that feel like they might be by themselves or like feel like they're the only ones going through this. Like, how do you want to help the, just the mothers in general, whether they newborns? I mean, well, first had a kid, three kids in, eight kids in. Like, how do you want to help the moody moms out there? I want to help the moody moms by supplying, providing a space for mothers to be who they are regardless some moms you know moving forward you know i'm gonna be having interviews with different moms there we're gonna be talking about our struggles and obstacles and every lens is different everyone's perception is different so i'm creating a space for every mother regardless of what her mood is whether that's a happy mom a jolly mom or overly affectionate mom the the mom who is crazy about bedtimes and making sure that every you know that her kids are on this schedule or the moms who don't have no schedules and just letting their kids just go with it and they're feeling their way through so this space is really for all moms and whatever your mood is to be validated and just that you're important and that no matter how much of a failure that you feel you are or how much you feel like you're not meeting the standard that society puts on you that you are amazing even on your worst day you're still amazing and that's what this is for to highlight that and to just provide that space and to give each other support and, and encouragement um, and I feel like that was definitely born because that's what I really needed in my journey of motherhood and I, you know, I had, I just felt alone. And and it's important for me that the mother that I'm connected to or will reach or have influence over will never feel alone. And that's what the, my goal is moving forward with the Moody Mom. We lit, y'all. We lit, we lit. That's how you want to end it and keep going. Um, I feel like that's kind of pretty much a just, y'all. I wanted to do like an intro episode to kind of give y'all a feel as to what is to be expected. Um, you know, different moms, me interviewing. I'm back into my podcast and stuff. I love podcasting. I love connecting and I love talking about, you know, um, just healing and, you know, motherhood has become the focus of my life. And now I'm at the place where I want to just, you know, help the healing of moms and, and their mental health and just their feelings period i want to create that space i want to have a space where moms are judge free whether you a mom that drinks a mom that smokes a mom that whatever way just (laughs) this is a space for all moms no judgment to just to just be you and um yeah that's where i'm at with it
That's what I was actually, I'm like, do you judge yourself being a mom? <clears throat> I mean, like, or how do you judge yourself being a mom? Like, because I feel like some moms feel like, oh, I'm a mom, I can't drink, or I can't smoke, or I can't go out here because I got kids. Like, So in the beginning, I definitely feel like, like. You feel like you could be yourself being a mom, like, still like. Now I do. Before I didn't feel like that. Um, and I think that that is just a part of me growing and a part of me just trying to live in my authentic truth. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that originally, like it was very difficult because, you know, society has this expectation. Oh, you got kids. You need to dress this certain way. Oh, you got kids. You don't need to be in a club and da, 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 da. And it's just like, I'm still a woman. I'm a mother, but I'm still a woman. So um, I still, you know, I still definitely things that I that I do have changed like no I'm not frequenting the club every weekend and all that kind of stuff but I was never that kind of person anyway like so but you know I like to go out I like to have a drink I like to you know twerk shit like you know like all that kind of stuff I like to have fun I definitely will be twerking on headlights this summer F N F R E E nigga freak so yeah but um Glorilla yeah shout out to Glorilla but I definitely feel like um, like, yeah, I'm not going to hide who I am from my kids. Like, you know, I'm, I'm fun. I like to have fun and I want to play and, you know, I don't want to always take life so serious. And I feel like the best thing, like, you know, my mom never lied to me. Like my mom always kept it a buck with me and I don't, I want to do the same with my kids. Like I want them to know who I am and, you know, like where, you come from. where I come from and all of that kind of stuff. So I feel like, yeah, in the beginning, like I definitely judge myself, but as far as now, it's coming up on five years that I've been a mom like kids are so forgiving like they're very forgiving and um they just love you they just want you to be real like Mm -hmm. that's what kids want so to be there to be real to be there and to love on them like you know they're very forgiving so I just feel like you know yeah it's really the mom judging the mom I just feel like you gotta just not give a fuck Honestly, like that's what it got to be. Like you have to get to a place where you do what's best for your family. You do what's best for you as a mom and you got to tune out the rest. Like I used to really be triggered by people's advice, unsolicited advice that used to trigger the fuck out of me. Like I didn't ask you how you do it. I don't care what worked for you, what did it. I want to figure it out on my own. But then I still need help. So like, you know, so it was like a hard place to be. But I've learned to like take what's mine, take what's my truth and leave the rest behind like you know you don't gotta take it all like take what you think applies to you and will work for you and leave the rest like people are not intentionally trying to make you feel bad and all that kind of stuff like you know they just projecting really right you shouldn't have to feel like oh, i gotta do this to be a good mom or do that to be a good mom like like i used to feel like if the house is clean diapers done bags packed clothes washed da 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 that made me a good mom like you know but then like if bags wasn't packed at a certain time or I got to rush in the morning and do it. Or- right. Or I damn, I forgot his water bottle. Last week, <laughs> I forgot his water bottle. Like, you know, and he get in the car. He like, mommy, I was thirsty. I didn't have any water all day. So, you know, like I'm feeling bad and I'm like, damn, like, yeah, rushing out the house. I forgot the water bottle. But that's one day. Like, think about right. all the other days. Or, you know, like one time, like, yeah, I forget to wash the blanket. He's in preschool. Like, you know, like you got to just do the best that you can every day. And a mother's job is just never done. Like, it's always going. It's always, like, in motion. So you got to just do what you got to do. You're in this for life. Forever. (laughs) Yeah, you're really in this forever. And I feel like with that, like, now I'm just taking my time with it. And, like, trying to just pause and enjoy. Um, Because what's the rush? Right. What are we rushing for? Is there peace within motherhood? Like, 
where you're just calm and you're still, or do you feel like your mind is just always rambling, kind of, because you got somebody else to take care of or look after? There's definitely peace and motherhood. You have to prioritize it, though. Pri- Did I say it right? Prioritize. Yeah, whatever. You got to make that shit a priority. <laughs> That's what it is. Like, there's definitely peace and motherhood, but you got to make it a priority as far as self-peace by yourself. Um, and as far as, like, even, like, peace with your kids. Like, I feel, like, you know, peace and happy and knowing that my kids is taken care of. Like, they're happy. They're smiling. Like, they're laughing. You know, they kissing me like you know they're calling me that kind of thing so i feel like there's definitely peace in motherhood peace is peace is always present it's up to you to access it in whatever stage that you're in you know peace with your partner like making sure that that's still a priority even after the kids because it's important because y'all was in a relationship before y'all became parents so i definitely um make sure that I it's important for me to have peace in my relationship with my partner um and that we just always connected really so yeah that's pretty much it y'all like I I look forward to you know getting back into this podcasting thing but like you know I wanted the first episode to kind of just be you know, to explain what I'm doing and where what's been going on with me and what my mission is with this. And my mission is to validate as many moms as possible mm-hmm. and um, just give them that space, like I said. So I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be back. You know, I'm grateful for God for creative ideas and a creative mind and for just putting this on my heart um, <coughs> to reach out and yeah, to do this. So I'm ready. And I thank you for supporting me and being my buddy and my bestie and just being here for me and learning about motherhood through me, even without having kids. That's right. But I feel like being around you has made me appreciate mother so much. My mom as well. Good. I just like, it's a lot. Like, it's not easy. It's not easy. And we really got to remember, like, our generation, what our parents came from, they really, like, just literally survive like (laughs) like they had like they had shit like they was not poured into at all like they literally raised themselves so then they raised us so because my mama had me at 22 and me i couldn't imagine having a kid at 22 i'd be lost i'd be lost i'd be unhealed i would just feel like nah nah like i couldn't do it like i feel like i can't even do it now i had my first at 25 no 26 and 26 i got pregnant at 25 but i turned 26 by the time i had him and i feel like that was like a older age to have a kid and i still wasn't fucking ready right like you know like and not ready like in a finance way but mentally ready like you know like emotional wise like you know like it's really like more than just finished financial stuff that changes your life when you become a parent like you know like it's it's you really have to look at life differently you really got to change your perception um, if it's important to you or not. <laughs> Some people change for the better. Some people change for the better. Some people don't give a fuck. Kids don't change them at all. Take kid number eight. <laughs> you know? Like, so, but everybody, like I said, and if it take you to kid number eight, you're still welcome here. Right. <laughs> like, I have a, yeah, I'm not here to judge. So, I, you know, I believe in people's journeys and that's where I'm at with it. So, thank y'all for listening. We look forward to the Moody Mom 
um next podcast episode coming soon i'm so excited and i'm just you know grateful to be here and i'm appreciative tune in like and subscribe hot in productions moody mom we got you want to go by ponies qua big qua in the building big they call me big qua big qua in the building <laughs> qua stacks you heard qua stacks you heard no qua qua billy qua billy you get the billy i ain't that's too much work <laughs> damn now that i think about it all right we wrapping up y'all thank y'all and yeah it's been yeah, real see y'all next episode shout out to moody moms and the future moody moms out there throw your m's up <laughs>